What's up, guys? Welcome back to PB and J. I'm here with Brian and Patrick, and today we wanted to do a fun video, so about comics, and we decided to talk about our all-time favorite characters. Um, we've been reading, you know, for a long, long time, and we got characters we all love and we all hate, but we wanted to find out today who is the number one favorite character in all of comics and and why. So I'll I'll kick it off with Patrick. Who's your favorite character? Hey, what's up, guys? All right. Hmm. Let's go down the list. I like Spider-Man, Hulk. Um, you know, I've got some DC characters like like Batman, I like Superman. But I think my all-time favorite is going to be one of the Green Lanterns. In my opinion, he's probably the greatest Green Lantern of all time. Except for when Ryan Reynolds, hint, hint, played him on screen. <laughs> it would be Hal Jordan. So I've got Showcase 22, made 1959. I read the comic book. It's all good. Um, he's my favorite comic book character because when I first started um, watching cartoons with the Super Friends, he's the one that interested me actually the most. Um, I always waited for his episodes to come on, and I always loved his fights with Sinestro. So I really like him. Um, like I said, I think that he's the strongest. He's the, he's the strongest willed. Uh, Green Lantern. He's and I believe he's the strongest Green Lantern out there. Um, so, so, so you you started liking him from from Super Friends, not so much from the comics. No, from Super Friends. That's because that's how I was introduced to him, and then that's that's why I, I got his first appearances. So I got Showcase Twenty Two. I got Green Lantern Number One, and it's all be, it stemmed from that point. I liked the way they portrayed him in the in the um, cartoon. I liked the voice that he used. I looked. I liked what he stood for. Um, everything, exactly the opposite of the movie, actually. Um, <laughs> no, I no. Actually, uh, liking Hal Jordan less after I saw the movie. No, no. Since since you're you're more the expert on Hal Jordan, real quick, what was the differences between the comic and the movie? Um, his character wise, like jumped, what? Well. First, well, Ryan Reynolds just played Ryan Reynolds, just making jokes all the time. That's not Hal Jordan. He's just strict. He's he's like a, a paladin. Um, he's always doing the right thing. Believe that Ryan Reynolds, his character didn't believe in himself. I didn't. I didn't believe he was strong-willed at all. I didn't think he had the appropriate imagination um, to wield the ring properly. Um, yeah, it's just it's just everything. I just I just couldn't stand watching the movie. It was just. <laughs> I, I remember you um, telling me when you saw the trailer, or he, where that one scene where he like, um, you know, changed into his costume really quick, and he did that like, and his friend like was surprised that he he was able to do that. Um, you were like, that was that's not Hal Jordan at all, right? Yeah, no. like even before watching the movie, you knew it was gonna suck. Yeah, I know, and it's too bad because. But it came true. Whatever I thought about the movie was exactly true. It was, it was, he was just horrible. It could have been so much better if they just had somebody that could stick to the principles that Hal Jordan actually possessed. Yeah, because yeah, Hal, Hal Jordan is, is, is like, like you said, it, it's all about the, the green, you know, especially the green uh, uh, rings. Uh, there's, it's all powered by willpower. And you have to be someone who's supremely competent in yourself, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. There's none of that. Like, he was a fighter pilot, right, and test pilot. Like, he wasn't scared of anything. 
No, and I actually um, read that that comic, the Showcase Twenty Two. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a decent story, but it it just shows what is that? He is a womanizer, though. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he's definitely a womanizer. Um, you know, there. I did have one question on that. I don't know if you guys know, but I, I don't know how he was. He's able to um, recite what the Green Lanterns say. I, I'm, I'm wondering if the if the lantern <clears throat> comes with a with an owner's manual, because <laughs> because nowhere. <laughs> In the beginning, when he retrieved the um, the ring, does it say he has to say that stuff in in the comic book? I, I didn't read it anyway, and I read it twice. Like it was a little while ago, but I don't remember ever him knowing how to how to say that. So they they, they didn't explain that, but maybe maybe the lantern just tells him words. <laughs> Did the alien that gave him the ring tell him or no? Well, well yeah, I, no, that's what I'm saying. I didn't see that. And I looked for it twice. I was like, huh, that's weird. How does he know this? And then it dawned on me that everything comes with an owner's manual. And I'm like, that's where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, no, his fighting was was in the cartoons. I loved it. Um, he's just epic. Wait, he died twice. He came back twice. He's defeated so many foes. He's come overcome adversities. Um, I'm not saying that the other Green Lanterns didn't. But I think what he's accomplished is much more than the, what the other uh, Lanterns have accomplished also. So not only is he my favorite uh, character as Green Lantern, but he's my favorite Green Lantern character as well. And uh, have, have you read a lot of Guy Gardner and Jon Stewart? Or not really? Uh, not not too much. Not too much. Um, have you read those? Yeah, yeah, I read a lot. Uh, they, were, um, they, were, and they were in the Justice League a lot. Especially remember when Hal Jordan went evil when he turned to Parallax, right? And John Stewart was like big time in the uh, in the comics for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people, uh, probably uh, a little younger, I'd say people probably in their twenties, I think they grew up with John Stewart because he was on the cartoon, right? Justice, Justice League Unlimited, and so a lot of people like John Stewart's their guy, and he's cool. He's cool too. He's like a military dude. And and he was an architect, so he comes up with crazy, like crazy complex uh, constructions and stuff. So he's pretty cool. Guy Gardner, he was kind of more of a jokey guy. A lot of people like Rainer too, right? Yeah, and Rainer, he was more like my my group, my age. Grew up I, when I was growing up in the '90s. It was Rainer. Rainer was the guy. Uh huh. He was cool too because he was young and he was an artist. So he would come up with like you know way crazy constructions. Uh, and he was, it was always cool because him and Wally West, uh, when they joined the JLA, they were the youngest. Wally West took over for Barry, right? Mm-hmm. And they would like, they would kind of talk to each other like, oh man, this is crazy. I can't believe we're here with Superman and Batman. Like, I think there was one where Cal said something like, it's like we're playing with the Beatles, you know? So they're always in awe of the other heroes. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Rainer's the guy I grew up with. And I like him too. And eventually, he became the White Lantern, right? Yeah. So they they they've actually kept Kyle Rayner around, um, not like Wally West, which is the New Fifty Two, just totally right. just wrecked. They just killed that guy, destroyed his character. But Ray, yeah, Rayner's dope. I like Rayner. But Hal Jordan's dope too, though. When um, I was actually kind of a little annoyed when they brought back Hal Jordan with with Rebirth. I think that was in 04. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he was the Spectre at the time, and they brought him back, and I was like, "Oh man, what are they gonna do with Rainer?" But then I read Rebirth, and it was like 
super good. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Hal Jordan's dope. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of lanterns, uh, there's a new lantern coming out, a gold lantern. Yeah, so, we were just talking about that off the, yeah. off the air. Yeah, so I'm interested in getting that one. And uh, Brian, you going to get that one too? Yeah, I'll, I'll stop by my comic book shop and pick it up. Nice. And uh, uh, what, what do you what do you think about, about his powers, about being uh, happy? His yeah, power. I don't know. That's interesting, right? I don't know. Can't wait to see. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it seems like a... a, a... A kind of a goofy a kind of a goofy uh power you know you have, you, you power your ring by happiness uh yeah. but it, i mean it sounds interesting they could come up you know it could be really good and then um wh- which character do you not care for we're gonna go the opposite way here hey um okay so i hate the wonder twins but <laughs> there's there's another character that i hate even worse and this is all from the 70s cartoon also that i saw uh marvin Marvin White um, and his pet Wonder Dog. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but he no. was just a kid. He was a junior uh, superhero, a, a junior super friend, and he was just the worst possible character. I mean, I used to love waking up in the mornings and watching the cartoon, and as soon as he came on, I would just flip it off and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it would be uh, Marvin White. He's my He's the one that I hate the most. <laughs> What what was he on? Uh, he was on the I believe it was he was on the Super Friends. Yeah, he was he he would always he was I guess he was clever and and really resourceful. So they made him important to the Super Friends, but and he had a big M on his chest for Marvin. I think I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Yep. So that's it. <laughs> hey Pat, um, going back to the Green Lantern movie. Um... Have you watched Dead, the second Deadpool movie? No, I haven't seen it yet, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a scene in the end credits that's like uh, where he Ryan Reynolds makes fun of himself for taking the role for Green Lantern. It's pretty funny. Oh, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't had much time to watch stuff. Uh, I just saw that. Uh, I just saw the final Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Finally fly. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so about you, Brian? Who's your favorite? Um, so, er, like, everything goes back to... So, of course, I like Spider-Man and... Um, yeah, mainly Spider-Man and Venom. Actually, I really like Venom. He's, he's like, in my top two or three. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's, like, a bad guy, but sometimes he's a good guy. And he just... You know, like the the character, like Eddie Brock, he's he just like you know, life. He just has a run run in with bad luck, and um, you know, like bad things always happen to him until he gets the symbiote, and then you know he can kind of do some good, but also some evil. So he he kind of walked the line, which is which I thought was pretty cool. Like he wasn't really always a good guy or like always a bad guy. Um, but my personal favorite, and it goes back to my story from the first episode about how I got into comics, is like uh, watching those X-Men cartoons. So um, the character that I thought was really cool, and there's a reason for it uh, personally, is uh, Gambit. And the reason for that is like um, when I was a teenager, I was really into playing cards. And 
I would try to do like magic tricks and learn how to shuffle the cards in different ways and use it as like a weapon, you know, like take a card and just like throw it against the wall and have it stick. Um, you know, and then like watching these X-Men cartoons, there's a character that actually did all that stuff and he took it to another level slightly by having the mutant power to the kinetic power to charge up the card and throw it at something and have it make a small explosion. So, um, so that's why I, I, you know, it just matched like what I thought was really cool at the time when I was growing up. Um, and I watched a lot of like these Chinese movies like that were made in Hong Kong, like a lot to that had a lot to do with gambling. So like there would be some Chow and Fat movies where he was like a the movie was called like God of Gambler or something. And he would um, be able to like he never lost gambling pretty much. So like I was really into like those kind of movies back then and just like play like i always had a deck of playing cards with me all the time back then so uh, that's that's what led me into um liking gamut as a character and so the dumb thing is like i thought he was french but then he's cajun so that's <laughs> i mean i didn't know what cajun was when i was a, t- a kid so because <laughs> he was always speaking french right <laughs> yeah yeah he has that yeah he has that creole going yeah that creole yeah. So, so so uh um you were there you were there at Comic Con when he when Channing Tatum came out, right? As Gambit? I don't think I was there. No. We you weren't there that one? No. Uh what what did you think about that about Channing Tatum uh wanting to play Gambit? I mean, I, it's probably not going to happen now. I, uh, I don't know. But like he was super into it. Like he really wanted to play him really bad. Yeah, I I don't know if he would work. Um the guy that was in that uh, the one was that in the uh Wolverine movie what was this act the actor's name again? Oh, Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. He was he wrecked he wrecked that character. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh he you know, they almost wrecked the uh, Deadpool, but yeah, you know, yeah. revive him. So but yeah, Channing Tatum, I d I don't know. I, I would have to see it, but because he's like Channing Tatum's more like a like a comedic character like I see him more as a comedic character if he were to play that role. And I don't see Gamut as that type of character. He's more, in a way, serious, um, but with a lot of, like, one-liners, kind of. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would have to see. So what, what do you think? Like, do you think it would have worked out if, if the movie happened? You, you know, um, you know, I was kind of, I was actually uh, really looking, well, I was kind of looking forward forward to seeing it because he was he was really passionate about it like he was helping with the script and he was a producer on it and that i think the reason he liked the character so much is because he's from louisiana and he okay. his real his real accent is like gambits that's how he really talks yeah he he has a louisiana draw like not not, not like not like gambit where he's like half you know speaking half french all the time but he 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 does have a draw and I think he does speak French. He even spoke French in um, Hateful Eight. He spoke. Uh, so he, that's why he was so like, he was so passionate about it. He was like, I am Gambit, kind of. And so I was kind of interested in that. He was so passive, like like Tom Hardy with Venom. Yeah. That's how he was. So I was kind of like looking for, I, I was like pretty sure the movie wasn't going to be good. Uh, but at least I wanted to see his take on it because he was so into it. Um. But they try to get it. They try to get that movie for going for like man five six years, and it just wasn't happening. I, and, I can't. Yeah, I don't even know who the villain would be in that movie. 
You know, he doesn't really have any direct. Um, actually, we just we just found out just uh, two like a day or two ago okay. that the that the villain was gonna be Mister Sinister. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because uh, the the Simon Kinsberg, the writer, he did a um he did a, a they did a watch party with uh, I think it was X Men Days of Future Past, and people were asking him questions, and one of the questions was, "Well, what was up with Sinister?" Because remember at the end of Apocalypse, they had the SX Corp. The yeah. yeah. And the writer, she goes, well, you know, I can spill the beans now since we're not going to do it. But he's all, but that scene was meant to set up Gambit. And what, and, and Sinister was going to be the villain in, in the Gambit movie. Would have been cool. Yeah, and I was like, I actually got, I actually got a little little sad. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty dope, actually. But with the Disney takeover and, you know, fire, it's probably, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, they, they probably have to reboot the X-Men series first. Yeah, any of that stuff happens, right? Yeah, yeah, they gotta, yeah, start from scratch, and then Sinister was created by Apocalypse, so you have to go, you know, you have to bring Apocalypse in, and then Sinister. So it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a while. But like, uh, but like Patrick, do you have any characters you don't really care for? Like people talk up a lot or something, and you're like, man, that guy kind of sucks. Uh oh. Um. No, I meant Brian. Like, like. Oh. Um. I don't know. Like um, before we started recording, I was joking about the blob, <laughs> just because like he, you know, in the, so this is all based on the cartoons back then. Like he he was just like big, um, but then like it didn't make sense to me why he was able to absorb the like Cyclops's blast and stuff. So I mean, I, I I don't really dislike him. I just couldn't think of anyone. That's the first one that came to my mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> And and since you like Venom so much, what uh, what did you think about Tom Hardy as Venom? I thought it was just okay. Just okay. Yeah, like um, I think the Tom Hardy the actor, like whenever he gets into these characters, he I don't know if he gets too into it, but it kind of goes a little bit too far. Like when he was Bane, like <laughs> when he spoke, it just it was like a little bit harder to hear, and then. Kind of when he was Venom, it was similar, like, in a way, too. I don't... I mean, that has nothing to do with his voice, right? It's more of, like, how they made that character. But it just happened twice, you know, two two times in a row for a superhero movie, so... What do you mean? Right. <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> well, supposedly, like, in Batman, they improved it. Like, yeah, they improved it. They had to, yeah. It was originally worse, though. So. Yeah, if, if you can find the OG trailer... It was way worse. Like it sounded cool, it sounded super scary, but I didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, you need to add subtitles to that. Yeah, so they had to go back and redo the whole movie. But yeah, <laughs> the Venom movie, I thought it was just it was okay. It was entertaining. I I didn't think it was awesome or anything, but it was it was fine. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was fun, but it's by far not one of the best superhero movies in the way. I mean, it's, yeah. It's better than um, Spider-Man Three, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big improvement there. I, I'm afraid to rewatch that movie just to refresh my memory on that. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man Three. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it since the theater. I was like, <laughs> I burned it out of my memory. I'm like, never again. I'm not ever gonna watch this again. <laughs> like, I, I hear people saying, like, you know, it's not that bad. If you go back, it's really not. But I, I don't want to risk it. I'll watch something else. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see uh, uh, this Venom 2 because Hardy Hardy said that he, well, he didn't say it, but people were saying that he wasn't too happy with how Venom came out. And that's why they got a new director and stuff. 
they were like, let's kind of let's kind of redo this here. Let's get a little more serious. And eventually, he'll cross over with Spider Man. Eventually, that's gonna happen. Well, I mean, story wise, like they're in the opposite part of the country, right? Because yeah. in San Francisco, so you would have to. I mean, it's easy to tie together, right? You could just say he he got a gig at the Daily Bugle or something, and then yeah, oh yeah, he'll end up in New York. And I, I like that they did do in Frisco because in the comics that was when he broke off to start doing his own series. They were all in Frisco. Okay. And I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I like that. Because uh, back in the '90s, Venom before he got his own series, he was just having like a mini series, like once a year. He'd have like a six issue mini series next year, four issue and stuff like that. And they were they took place in Frisco. So my favorite character, well, my favorite characters. These are these have been like my top five forever since I was a kid. And they are the Punisher, Batman, Superman, Captain America, and then my top dog is the Hulk. And yeah, and they the reason why those were like, 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 I didn't realize it, you know, until I got older. But the reason was, was when I was a kid and I first started collecting comics, those were like the first series I collected. Uh, Punisher Warzone. That came out like the 93, I think. Uh, and then Batman Superman, because you had to, right? And then Captain America, um, I started collecting him a little later, but he was dope. And actually, actually, it's like Captain America, Spider-Man, like one of those two. You can kind of, I kind of like switch them out. Um, but the Hulk, the reason why he was my favorite is I remember when I was a kid. And you remember, Patrick, you remember you can order them in the mail? You can get a mail order subscription? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I think for my birthday or Christmas, my dad let me order... Uh, uh, he he let me pick one. He's like, you can order a subscription, and they were dirt cheap, dude. Like for like a year's worth of comics, they were like ten bucks. Oh wow! It was yeah, dirt cheap. And I think that's why my dad did that. He's like, yeah, whatever, ten bucks, I don't care. Um, and I remember I was looking. I'm like, which one is it gonna be? Which one's gonna be? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not reading the Hulk right now. That sounds kind of cool. And so I just picked the Hulk, just random, not even no reason. I just went, eh, I don't, I'm not reading the Hulk right now. So I picked it. And I started getting them in the mail. And that that is jacked up because they would it wouldn't be in a board. They would just roll it up and put it in your mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. So those yeah those ones are are not. In the, I had to rebuy those when I got older. They were all jacked up. So they would just mail it like a magazine, right? Like it's yeah. not wrapped or anything. Nope. So is it, the shipping label would be like on the cover or something. Oh no, it would be like in a in a thin, really thin plastic bag. Okay. Really, I mean, it was not. It was nothing. And they would roll it up throw it in there, you know, just stick it into the mailbox. So, yeah, they were all messed up. So when I was older, I was like, I had to go rebuy those. But like I said, there were only like, there were only 12 of them. It's not a big deal. Um, but at the time, so this is like 93, just, I just, I like, I chose correctly because the Hulk at the time was by far Marvel's best book. Um, it was written by Peter David and the pencilers were, were Dale Keown and, and, and Gary Frank. And it was, like like I didn't know it at the time, but as I got older, like they were winning awards every single year. Best best you know best ongoing series Hulk, best writer Peter David, best artist Gary Frank, Del Keown. Um, so it was just I just happened to hit on Marvel's best book at the time, and it was so good. And it was when and that was when it was the Hulk. It was Professor Hulk. Oh okay. Yeah, so that was the Hulk I grew up with was Professor Hulk. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so the comics were, they were super good. They were funny. Like, they were, like, laugh out loud funny. That's all, like, because uh, he was always cracking jokes and stuff. 
And then, you know, and because he was so popular, there was a lot of crossovers, like Punisher crossover, Spider-Man crossover. And then you had the Infinity Gauntlet story was going on at that time. So you had that big crossover. Um, and yeah, it was just like the best. Like I fucking, I couldn't, like every time it came in the mail, I'll just run, grab it and just read it like crazy. And so after that, I was just like, the Hulk's my dude. And I remember in high school when Peter David left the book, after he he wrote he wrote the Hulk for like ten years, and he left the book. I remember just being in my room, like like pull the shades down, sit in my room in dark my dark room, crying like no. <laughs> it was like devastating, just devastating. Um, but yeah, like that was just it's just by coincidence. I just picked the best book Marvel was doing at the time, and and. I think it was just the qual- the high quality and just got me just like sucked into it. And I had to learn everything about the Hulk. And then I went back and I started, when I got older, I went back and I started buying the old stuff. And I started buying the gray Hulk stuff and then the old Savage Hulk stuff. Um, and to see all the personas and, and, the, and the thing with the Hulk and, and a lot of people don't know this because of the movies, they didn't get into it, but uh, the Hulk has multiple personality uh, or Bruce Banner has multiple personality syndrome. And so there's all these different person. He has a ton of personalities. There's not just like it's not ju- it's not just him and Hulk. There was him. There was Hulk. There was Bruce Banner, Hulk, Joe Fixit, then the Professor Hulk, uh, and then you had like uh, the Green Scar, and, and and the Immortal Hulk right now, the Devil Hulk. Like there's a ton of them. So it's just, it was just super interesting, and they would change all the time and stuff. Um, so that was really cool in Endgame last year when they showed the Professor Hulk. And I was like, yeah, there's my guy. That's my guy. And I was like, there he is. And everyone was like, what the heck? The Hulk's smart? That's dumb. And I was like, no. Look at the comics. There it is, you know. <laughs> and then people, and then a lot of people liked, the, liked him. He was funny and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's that was my guy. That was my favorite, my favorite comic growing up. That was, was the Hulk. And he stuck with me. And then when I got my first tattoo when I was 19 years old, I got the Hulk on my right arm. You know, just to show everyone how big of a nerd I was. That's funny, dude. <laughs> and then I got Batman on my left arm a few years later. And then I have the bat symbol on my back. Got that a few years after that. So, but Batman more more so because that's a great visual. You know, it's just an awesome design. So I was like, oh, I just this tattoo is going to look dope no matter what. Uh, but yeah, that was my, that was my, that's my favorite character ever is the Hulk. You guys, you guys remember the, the first Hulk movie, the Ang Lee one in 2003? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never watched it though. You never watched it? No. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I remember like I wanted I wanted to like that movie so bad. Like I was sitting in the theater like, "No, it's just going to be good. It's going to be good." And then afterwards I was like, "Fuck, it's not good." <laughs> I was so sad. I was so sad. Like because I I didn't think they'd make it anymore. I was like, "That's it. This movie sucked. It, it bombed. It make no money. They're not going to make any more Hulks. Like this sucks." And luckily, Marvel came around later. They got the rights back and they fixed it. So I was like, "Cool, all right, got my Hulk." You know, when I was um, when I was younger, um, I overcame a lot of fears of the dark because of the Hulk. Was, oh yeah. You know, like there's a closet in your room. You're like, you don't want to go in. You wake up at two o'clock. It's pitch black. And then I would just say, "I'm the Hulk," and I would come out like the Hulk, and I'd open up the closet to make sure there was nothing in there. I'm like, "See, Hulk will smash." And I'd just go back to bed. I would do that like nightly. <laughs> and uh, Patrick, did you watch the the Hulk the show? Of course.
course I did with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, see, I was, that was that was before me. I missed all that. I saw Lou Ferrigno at a at a Comic Con. Um, it was funny because I went with uh, one of my buddies. He's a big guy, and um, he went to go get uh, uh, an autographed photo from Lou Ferrigno. And as soon as Lou Ferrigno looked at us, he uh, my, my my friend is huge, right? And so Lou looks at him, points at him, and then flexes. And then we came over, and then my buddy bought a, a photo with him. It was pretty cool. Oh, he's dope. a friendly guy. He's what's that? He's a really friendly guy, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, that's cool. So, and then real, what's up, Brian? Yeah, Go ahead. so for, for the movie, um, like the Edward Norton one, was that from with uh, was that from Marvel? Yes, that was Marvel's. Okay. Yeah. Because I just know about that Easter egg with Thor's hammer, you know, at the cave. So I, but I was, I thought that was still like. Um, Universal or Paramount or whatever, who who owned the other, who made the other movie. Yeah, so so his yeah, so his rights are super complicated. Um, Universal did the rights to the Angley Hulk to two thousand three, just Hulk, mm-hmm. and then when they did when Marvel did the the um, the Ed Norton one, they weren't owned by Disney yet. Marvel had their own studio. They were partnered with Paramount. Right, and so that was a co-production of Paramount and Universal, together. Um, and then when and then Disney came in, they bought everything. So Disney can't do that with Universal. Like if they if they if they if they make a Hulk movie, Universal gets all the money. So that's why that's why the Hulk can't have his own movie right now. He can only guest appear in other movies yeah so it's yeah it's, it's pretty yeah it's pretty messed up so you can't see a, you can't have a hulk part two you can't it's just it, he can only show up in avengers or thor or something like that is and that it's, gonna stay that way forever or what or is there yeah, like a for that? it, it kind of seems like it um if I'm, I'm pretty sure if they could have worked out something by now they would have right you know they would have taken care of it they just yeah, it's just right now. It's that's just how it is, and it sounds like he can show up on the Disney Plus. He can show up on like he's going to be in the She Hulk show. So it sounds like he can do that stuff too. But he just can't have his own. He Hulk can't have his. Show. Yeah, he okay. can't have his own. It's a strange workaround because you you could easily work around that. You know, you can have him have him be like a buddy kind of thing with some another big character, like like Thor, right? Like pretty much is that with him in that movie. So. It's, you know, you just split the the screen time with with like another big character. Yeah, I mean, I've heard rumors. Like, I don't know if this this is probably not true, but I heard rumors that they were thinking of doing Wolverine versus Hulk. Um, and that's how you would get away with it. You would call the movie Wolverine versus Hulk, and as long as Wolverine is first, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a rumor. I have no idea if they're doing that or not, but that's a way to get around it. It doesn't have to do with content? No. Nope. It's just he cannot have his own movie. And and, and then the um, it sounds like something's up like that with um, uh, Namor. Because Universal bought the rights to Namor way back when. Right. And that's why we haven't seen him. It's the same thing. Like, if they do his own thing, uh, Namor gets the, get, they get the they get the money for it. So they got to figure something out with him. And then it's funny that Brian brought up Gambit as his favorite character. <laughs> Because that's my most hated character. It's a tie. Gambit and Rogue. 
<laughs> I hate them so much. Why? Because when, when I was a kid, and it was during the 90s, remember, and everything was super cool, right? Everything was Mountain Dew and Tony Hawk and super cool. And, and all the comic book characters had to have a ton of guns like Cable. And everyone had to be just super cool, the coolest. And who were the coolest? Gambit and Rogue. So what was every X-Men comic about? Gambit and Rogue. Oh, okay. So I and, think it's more of jealousy then, right? It's not that they're <laughs> taking all the limelight. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like you have these big stories going on, like, you know. And and it was like, oh just look how there's sentinels attacking, and then Gambit's like I just wish I could be with Rogue forever, but I can't touch her. I'm like, dude, there's Sentinels. Fight the Sentinels. What? <laughs> uh, it's okay, well, Wolverine and Cyclops got it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolverine's got it. We'll just we'll just yeah. go over here and Gambit will just be sad the rest of the issue. And it was all the time for years, for years. And on the cartoon, who is Gambit and Rogue? And I was just I couldn't get away from him. I just couldn't get away from Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> So as a kid, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care that Gambit can never kiss Rogue because she'll kill him. I don't care. <laughs> Where's Apocalypse? Like, kill these guys already. Those are weak storylines, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, I mean, it was, like I said, it was the 90s, so they were in front and center. They were in all the covers. They were everywhere. I just, I hate it. I could not stand those two. Now, I have to admit, though, that over the years, Rogue's character has grown and developed um, to where I was like, oh, you know, Rogue's Rogue's pretty, you know, she's not bad. Like, she had a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, she became, like, leader of the, you know, leader of the X-Men and stuff like that for a while. Um, so Rogue actually developed a little bit more. Gambit, though, I still, yeah, he can he can go play in traffic. I don't care. <laughs> they try to make him cool. They try to, like, they try to make his character deep. They tried, They made him, like, a horseman of the apocalypse at one point. Uh, that didn't make no sense. They um, they had this whole backstory with Sinister, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but it just it just never stuck uh, with me. With was Gambit, um, and then they kind of made him a rotating character, a rotating member of the X Men, where he'd be part of the team, and then he wouldn't, and he would just come for them to help. So then he wasn't even in the comics for a long time. So I, I think I don't think the writers knew what to do with him. Uh, so yeah, so his character kind of just stagnated. But I, I have to admit that Rogue's gotten. She's gotten a lot better, but the but yeah, but like the Gambit movie with with Channing Tatum, I was interested because I wanted to see what he was gonna do. Like I was like, maybe he can give him some depth, some character in his movie. But you know, that's no longer on the table as of now. You you mentioned that his power is really weak too, right? Like other than like small objects, he can't like he can't like uh, charge up a big item or something to to explode. Yeah, I think I think the biggest he can go is like a small car. Like he can like let's say he like charged up like a Volvo or something, which would make a huge explosion. That's humongous, but like it would cause him to pass out. Like that's as far that's that's as big as he can go. But that that uh, that came from his or his backstory with Sinister in that when he his powers first developed, he could like he could he can charge things without without even touching them. Like that's how powerful he was. So Sinister had to go in and take a piece of his brain out to remove that power and put put a cap on it. Oh well that that ruined his character really. Yeah. And so you, yeah, now you really limit his powers because now he can't his powers can't develop because 
Sinister prevented it. But yeah, the Gambit, yeah, he's just a doofus. I can't stand. I hate dude. I hate Gambit. <laughs> Brian, so that's my favorite character, man. Stop. Stop. <laughs> that's right, dude. Venom's cool. I like Venom. <laughs> I had all the Venom comics. Can't wait for Venom 2. It's going to be cool. So yeah, so anyway, that was our uh, our favorite characters and our not-so-favorite characters. Any any other characters you guys want to throw in there that uh, you want to talk about real quick? Well, you know, I've always liked Spider-Man, too. Yeah, I think and, everybody's. Yeah, know. everybody just likes Spider-Man. He's so relatable. I, I've i always enjoyed Spider-Man. Um, you know, speaking of the, the, the Hulk, though, I remember watching a cartoon, and I just remember the animation was so bad. I think it was, like, from the early 60s, so obviously I didn't watch it back then. I, I saw it in, like, the 80s. But he would be jumping from mountain to mountain, and it was just like a figure of the Hulk and, and they would just physically, like, move him. Like, his arms may move. Have you ever seen a cartoon like that like, with with the Hulk? No. Oh, it's crazy, dude. I think they're, they're from, like, 1966. If you get a chance, take a look at it. It'll crack you up. Like, he'll <laughs> he'll talk, and then he'll want to fight, and his arms will just move, and then he'll just jump, and just his legs move. <laughs> and then he hops from uh, mountaintop to mountaintop, starts fighting characters. It's pretty funny. Um see um i've always liked batman too Batman's it's it's a staple yeah those are those are characters that you know like everyone's gonna say wolverine right yeah well wolverine got super popular yeah yeah hugh jackman right yeah yeah that's another guy everyone's like dude wolverine like how he's the coolest well you know it's all hollywood right because i never liked iron man I hated Iron Man. I think I had one comic book with Iron Man in it until Iron Man came out. I'm like, man, he's a cool character. I should have been collecting him all these years. <laughs> See, I, I, I always, I liked Iron Man. Like, I, I collected the comics, everything. But I remember being surprised when Marvel was like, we're going to do this new Marvel Universe. We're going to make these movies. And the first one was Iron Man. And I was like, really? Iron Man? He's not, he's not that big a character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Of all of them, like they're not going with Captain America first, like they're going okay. And I was like, I don't know, and it ended up being awesome. And I was like, okay, they know what they're doing. Okay, so as far as other superheroes goes, that I might not like that much is probably Daredevil. Oh, uh, okay, there we go. And especially the one with Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, yeah, not so good. Did you guys see that movie? No. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's wrong with that one. I don't know. It's just. I just didn't like. I just didn't like anything about it. I didn't like Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I just didn't enjoy it. The, the Daredevil series wasn't bad though. Did you yeah. guys like that? Yeah, yeah the series was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, the, the movie's just the movie's just corny, super corny, really corny, actually. If you go back, because it was made in like '03, so if you go back and watch it, it does not hold up. You know, a lot of times these movies that are really bad. They escape my memory. It's like I delete it so I have more memory to use for more useful things when I see a movie like that. It's just gone. Like right after I watch I'm like, that was really dumb. I give it some thought for like a day, get mad that I wasted money watching it, and then I move on and I don't remember much about the movie except <laughs> that it was bad. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. So we just had a little bit of fun with this episode. 
uh, we'll go into uh, some more comic book news, behind the scenes stuff, you know, some more tips. But we just wanted to have a fun episode to this one. So, um, yeah, I think uh, anything, if you guys have anything else to throw in, I think uh, we'll call it for this one. All right, sounds good. All right, guys, uh, we'll see you later.